0: Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to season four, episode 16 of the Best Scott Beat. I'm your host, Nathan Judah. Delighted to be joined from his holly bobs, refreshed, recuperated, full of vigour. Mr. Joe Edwards. Come on down, baby. Come on down. <laughs> What's come on that down off? The, come on down. What? The Price is Right. Can That's it, yeah. That show? Price is yeah. Right, yeah. I come used to, to come I, on I, down, yeah. I used to love a good game show. I'd love to go on The Price is Right. Love to go on The Price is Right. If I, you could I, go on have any, you any game ever, show... Have you, ever, have,
1: you be, have you ever been on one? Because I know you've had plenty of escapades in your time. Uh, there's been, been
0: a few d- escapades. Um, yeah, I was on... Casino, um, Casino. Casino, or? Casino was probably the last one I went on, yeah, where you can win, like, 100 grand... Um, and I came second. Um, so that mean you won nothing? I won nothing. Yeah, no. I, I, won, I won absolutely nothing. And it was, <laughs> it was kind of a strange thing. We went to a few auditions. You have to audition. To, you don't just get like accepted. You've got to then go to an audition. And it was... I mean, the, the, the hint was in the title, Casino, Casino. But basically, it was a load of casino games you played, um, of which they were uh, blackjack, roulette, craps which I know a lot of people will be like oh I don't know what that is but it's basically the dice game that you see and I won't go into it in, in in detail and then the final and you accumulate money throughout and then the final heat between you and three other players is a is a game of poker where you're all playing together with all the money you've won or lost so some people have got different amounts and there's only five hands that you can get in the poker it's like cuz it's a TV show so you can't go on for hours and hours so you have five hands and, you know, you've got to, whoever's got the most money at the end of it then goes through to the, to the boss to see the big boss man who was actually, uh, the boss man was Martin Kemp from um, Spandau Ballet, <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and uh, whoever wins that heat goes and, goes and faces him in the manager's office for, um, for um, a game of chance where you bet however much money you've won a certain proportion of it it sounds quite convoluted actually and then it the end does, of, yeah the end of them. once you've got through to the boss man stage whichever money you've won or lost or whatever at the end then goes through to your to a, a final um, heat where the winners get you know face off to win this uh, 100,000 pound prize so long story short won my heat got through to the final and then it was kind of anticlimactic really because I got to the second bit of the poker but I was just going all in, all in, all in, because I needed to win and double up and double up. And the other guy was just like, pass, 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 because he doesn't need to get involved. And uh, yeah, that was me. That was me, Nathan Judah, going going second, tail between his legs. (laughs) Uh, Didn't think you were opening the podcast with that, did you? No, was, really. No, I was.
1: I've heard this story before, but uh, the listeners might not have.
0: The last, the yeah, uh, maybe not. The Warsaw listeners might not have done. It. Maybe back in the Wolves days. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I can't remember too much.
1: Yeah. much. Hosted by Victoria Corin Mitchell, I believe. Yes, yes. Very yeah. good. Very yeah. good. You know the crap. There you know the we
0: crap. go. Some weird and wacky places. Talk about weird and wacky places. How was Weymouth, mate? It was very good, mate. Yeah. Um, nice little nice, breakaway. good nice sunshine. Yes. Had the sun. Got a bit of a
1: tan on. Oh. Um, you know, natural tan. Um, Love it. Yeah, uh, played around of golf while I was down there as well uh, at uh, Bulbury Woods Golf Club, um, oh. which was which was very, which was very nice actually. Probably the nicest course I've ever played.
0: Really? Um, are, you, are you hitting the ball well now? Are you? Because I, I remember you you were you were very much a keen learner, and then and then lockdown happened, and then you got back out. And uh, are you hitting I, the ball well now? I, can, you, can you? I can have you face me? good shots and still bad one so it
1: was past, yes, past 71 mm. I went round in 108
0: That's oh, not bad it's not bad getting down there mate yeah, getting
1: down so i my handicap's 30 at the minute and I get 35 shots at that course because it's quite a difficult course so I was like a net oh. 2 over oh we'll so. have to have a game mate we've
0: got to have a game we've got to have, we've got a, to game. have a game we were game. supposed to have one weren't we so we'll have, to, yes. we'll have to have one in the summer we'll have to, we'll have to mark that one in there uh, maybe yes Maybe just do a podcast while while walking around a golf course. A golf so we can course. call it call it work, but yeah. really we're getting um, getting our cardio in as well. Lovely. Lovely, oh dear. Um, um, so yeah, so it was nice for you to go away, and then you've gone away, and immediately <laughs> you've gone day, away. Uh, the first the, the day, time on the day, day one, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Matt May, I think, was uh, was 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 um, covering Hold, you at was holding the fort as he as he always does. Uh, not a lot going on um, <laughs> since the fullerton uh, since since um, sorry the Flynn appointment, and then all of a sudden, boom, bang, from nowhere. And I mean, I, I mean, you might t- tell me otherwise, but. F- a huge shock, really, that it happened this quickly. Jamie mm. Fullerton gone. He gone. He gone. He's gone. So yeah. what's uh, um, yeah, I mean, tell me about it. Was it was it a kind of a, sh- a shock to you? I mean, we didn't really get an inclination this was going to happen. Then all of a sudden, you know, four games before the end of the season, or five games before the, end of the season, and, and Jamie Fullerton departs. Um, it wasn't a
1: tremendous shock. The him going the timing of it was a surprise okay. um, you know it, it, I didn't really have any prior knowledge of it um, you know before go, going away or anything like that um, I, I mean the, it would come in for a lot of crit- criticism and I think we, we, we touched on it previously hadn't we that the summer window was going to be make or break for him But obviously, it it didn't didn't come to that, and um, you know he's he's obviously gone now, and and it's an experiment really that
0: failed. Um, You know, it failed. It failed spectacularly. Let's be honest. I mean, this was this was a complete rejig of, of of upper level, you know, board activity to have a a director of, of football so to speak to come in yeah. so for them to not only and the, and look this is me from the outside looking in but for them to not only you know fire him or, or get him to leave the club I'm not sure with mutual consent or whatever but I mean he's left the club obviously you know yeah. he's, and for them not to replace him yeah. means that this whole change of dynamic has been a spectacular failure because they're not replacing him they said that Michael Foone's going to now be the man to, to to you know sort recruitment out over the summer and uh, you know from all this you know he's gone through three managers you know players and 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 show where Warsaw now and then to completely go from one direction to another and then sack that off and go back to the kind of the regime or the way that they did things before is, is a you know huge huge uh, I guess kicking the teeth for 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 what. I guess Lee Pomer was looking to do, and and the fact to revert to it, and and you know you can't help but but think that this has been a, a huge failure.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it was all um, it all seemed pretty promising, didn't it? When when the you know the appointment was made last summer, obviously uh, Fullerton coming in and then leading the mm-hmm. search for a new manager, and Matt Taylor then coming in as head coach, and it was yeah. you know that technical to uh, head coach model, which you know the kind of a um, Kind of everybody in sync, if you like, and a, a collaborative effort and have a recruitment and I seen kind of all aspects of the club really doing an audit to the academy and and things like that um, but he, yeah he just it just hasn't hasn't bore fruit at all and I think you know that I hadn't really had many dealings with Fullerton I'll be honest, he didn't want to do any media um, which for me, you know, I, I spoke to him once or twice, and he was like, "You know, I don't really, want, don't really want to do any media stuff like that." He didn't really, he didn't really do any club media either. No. And, and, I, and I think, yeah, there, there is a, an, an an aspect if you do too much in the public eye, you can shoot yourself in the foot. But I think to have can, like blanket silence and not say anything, especially even to the club, um, you know, where you know it, it, an in house interview. I think that didn't help um, the fact that that radio silence kind of all the control, but now kind of, um, you know, just even even a little bit where he may have explained the thinking behind some of the summer transfers or some mm-hmm. of the thinking behind the um, January transfers. He spoke at the fan forums, but his kind of comments at those, I think, were... We kind of reflected upon, and I think he said something in like November, October time. Well, well, if we lose players, well, it's all right because I've got plan B, C, D, stuff like that. And then when it actually came to January, it all seemed a bit slapdash, to be honest. Yeah. And and it didn't seem to be that well thought out. It all seemed to be a bit, oh, well, we've lost a player. uh, Where do we turn to now? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So I think those comments and that lack of engagement with supporters, I think that didn't help. Um, And and I think, of course, when these things happen, there's a variety of factors. Um, You know, I I don't think that helped. And obviously, the fact that the manager that he appointed didn't work out, that didn't help. I think, as a technical director, their primary job is to sign players, is to Mm -hmm. identify players, is to get the right squad together. Yeah. And that ultimately was his undoing. He outsaw yeah. two bad transfer windows mm-hmm. where what you could count on one mm-hmm. hand, really, the success stories. Um, Carl Rushworth, a success story, definitely. Uh, Jack Eving, a success story. Um, you'd, you'd say Manny Month as well. Um, one or two others have been, you know, kind of. It, it you know, kind of half class full, half empty, what whatever you kind of look at it. But there were too many signings that didn't cut the mustard. Mm. And going into January, I think they came out of it in a weaker position than they entered it. Um they signed a striker in Devante Rodney who was crucially injured and that was a that was a Fullerton led signing in. Um, of, a, of a player that he'd worked with previously at Halifax, and I'm sure it was one that he pushed over the line because there was that relationship there previously. And him coming in injured when he did, when Matt Taylor was crying out for options up front, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: that was, I think that, you know, went one along. One of the nails in the coffin. One of the yeah. I think that went a long way. I think that was um, that was a really bad move. and And it didn't help anyone, actually, because Rodney has come in and has been playing catch-up ever since and mm. wh- whenever he's played he's not really showed much and now you, you know, he's, he's not even getting on the pitch now he's an unused substitute against uh, his former club Port Vale who you'd imagine he would have been keen to prove a point to yeah. uh, Flynn doesn't even bring him off the bench because when we've seen him he's not really done a lot so if Rodney didn't benefit from that Taylor obviously didn't benefit from that because he was out, out of work a month later and now yeah. Fullerton's out of work as well. Yeah. So um, yeah, th- that, that's just one example, really, of um,
0: of the recruitments where mm. it just wasn't up to par. And Do you think it was the supporters that led it? I mean, look, I mean, I don't think anyone thought that. Uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Palmer didn't think that there would be like you know a little bit of demonstrations going on this soon with with everything and the new era, and and I think they got a bit shocked about it and the fact that. Uh, that that happened and that things weren't working on and off the pitch. I, I guess it may be part of it as well. That if the supporters are not having it, then someone's got to someone's got to pay for it. And it, you know, if it's not going to be the manager, then it's going to be the technical director.
1: Yeah. Again, I'll come back to that lack of engagement with supporters. I don't think anybody had connected, had, had developed any sort of relationship with him or any sort of, you know, that. You'd hear about him being, um, you know, a strong-willed Scot and kind of thing, and he'd, mm. and he'd, and he'd mentioned that a, f- a few times at the fan forums. That well, I'm, you know, I'm a bit there because I'm Scottish and stuff like that. Yeah, that
0: was boring, though. I mean, he kept on going on and on about uh, it. Um, you, know. you can't just get away with that if you want yeah, to do that yeah, and do it at that yeah, level. Just, like, you've got, you just got to, need, like you say, yeah. Just you just need a bit. There,
1: there was, he never got past surface level, no. um, and yeah. Uh, Again, a technical director—it's probably not their job to be um, kind of coming out with platitudes every week or every month. But I think a rate, you know, at least a, twice a season or after each window or going into each window, just a bit of an update of what they're—you know—not giving away any trade secrets, but just going over what they're looking for, or what they did, and and you know if. Uh, one move fell short; they had to kind of turn in another direction. Just a bit of bit of, bit of clarity and a bit of understanding, I think, mm. would have helped. Mm. Um, but he obviously chose to go down that route where he didn't want to be uh, media facing. So, um, yeah, it was um, the, t- the timing of it was a surprise. But I think, I think even when Flynn was appointed, really, it looked like the writing was on the wall in in some respects because you know they 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 appointed Flynn as a. Um, head coach and he had come in and and was pretty complimentary about Jamie when he came in but um, it just seemed that Flynn, yeah you can call him a head coach but he's a manager Mm. and he was a manager at Newport, he had a lot lot to do with recruitment at Newport, he knows the level, he doesn't really necessarily need a technical director um, there and it it just seemed like that that role almost became a little bit redundant. And um, yeah, it's um, and ultimately now Fullerton is out the door, and Flynn will oversee that summer recruitment. Then they're not actively looking for a replacement for for Fullerton, which is you know without even having to say it is is an admission really that mm, that model mm. um, didn't work.
0: Um, do you think? I mean, but Michael Flynnwood was quite complimentary of, of Fullerton, I guess. When he, when he first got unveiled, I mean, you know, I guess Fulton interviewed him and he got the job, so you're gonna be, I guess, I guess to a certain yeah. extent, but you do you do think that that Michael Flynn is a very headstrong person, he knows what works, he knows what doesn't, like you say, he's been there, he's done it, he's got the T-shirt, and it, it's, I feel like it's been a very positive, and yes, there has been some, you know, some poorer results, of course there has, yeah. but it's definitely been a positive appointment and a massively necessary appointment. I mean, you know, you look at the table, and, uh, you know, Warsaw could finish, I guess, you know, 13th. They could also finish yeah. 20th, but they could, could have finished <laughs> yeah. 13th, which, yeah. you know, a few months ago would seem kind of impossible with, with the way things were going. So it looks like they found, and we've said this a couple of times, the right guy for the right club. Now, do you think, take away all the press comments and all the yes compliments and all the nicey-nice and everything we got to go through... He's got this club. He's seen some of the signings that have maybe he hasn't properly seen since he's got into the club, what's been signed before him, mm. and he's gone, look, okay, Lee, I need control of this side. I don't want to have to oversee. I don't want to have to get gazumped on people. I don't want to have to go through anyone. I need to run this club. Do you feel that this decision, okay, partly because it hasn't worked out and Fullerton hasn't particularly done a particularly good job, and, but mainly because maybe Flynn's gone and gone. Look, I need control of this side. I know what I'm doing. I don't need anyone above me. And maybe that's why it's been done so quickly and not to the end of the season. But maybe three or four games to go, so that they can he can start doing it without having any kind of interruptions. Um, it can be it can be him. He can start making these calls. He can start doing it personally. And there's yeah. a trust level there. Do you think? yeah I
1: think there's possibly a, a bit of that without knowing mm. the full facts uh, sure but but yeah i I you know fleen as we say oversaw recruitment at Newport and he he he, he now he knows and, and uh, I just think yeah we, the, the the timing of it as you say is is key really because they they've mentioned that they were having conversations looking at what they were going to do in the summer and and now he has that time to identify himself what he wants and and get and get to work really um yeah fleeney's he's quite old school in that respect you know he, he, he's a head coach by title but i I see him as a manager mm. I, you know I, and I, I think he sees himself as a manager mm. um, you know maybe maybe that title will change now uh, <laughs> well he probably won't but I think everybody realizes that he's a manager more so than a head coach you know he, especially now there's nobody Above him, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. In, in, in a technical, yeah. you know, for all intents and purposes, Michael Flynn is the manager mm-hmm. of Warsaw. So, um, yeah, it's up to him, and um, it's a lot of resp- responsibility, I guess, for, for Flynn to for Flinn to take on. But he won't shy away from it, and you know, he can. He, I guess, you know, as a f- if being in that position, you'd sooner live and die by your decisions. Absolutely, um, absolutely. You you don't want to. You know, pay the price for somebody else's signing. And yeah, I, I touched on it earlier, but that that Rod that Rodney signing, the timing of it, not necessarily because the player was wrong, mm. um, but he was injured. Mm. And they'd lost Kieran Phillips, they'd lost Boutis Khan, they needed an, an attacking player, they were on a wretched run, desperate for goals, desperate for a bit of a spark, and your marquee Striker signing on a two and a half year contract arrives injured, mm. and Matt Taylor paid the price for that. Initially, of course, Fullerton is gone now, but you know at least Flynn has that as that now. Where well, if a signing doesn't quite work out, well, it, it, you know it, it, he it, he knows that he you know or oh, a signing is, is a success, and then he can take the credit for it. I think definitely you'd you'd sooner live and buy even and die by your own decisions you don't want to be paying the price for a, for a move that somebody else has vetoed or you know well sanctioned sorry and and um, and uh, you know kind of pressed ahead on where you're not too sure and they're you know and they have the final say and kind of uh, convince you around and you mm-hmm. you, you kind of uh, um and ah in your mind and then it turns out to be a you know a failure so um, it'd be interesting to see what Flynn, Flynn does what kind of approach he has whether he goes for a young base or an experienced, you'd probably be leaning to a bit of experience, but he did have a track record of bringing youngsters through at Newport as well. So I, I think the old adage, you'll know, probably want a, a blend a blend of both. But um I think it's gonna be um, a new look Warsaw um yeah. going into next season and uh, Flynn is at the helm and he's he's making the decisions there.
0: Yeah, and work start starting earnest now, especially people who are who are out of contract obviously he can yeah. speak to them I'm sure that he is I think there's a story as well saying that you know he's he's and of course they're going to be it depends on budget etc and I'm sure that's been discussed with Lee Pomler but he says he's, he's been stunned by the ludicrous wage demands yeah. by uh, some of their some of their targets or some of the players that they're looking at and um, there's got to be a realisation there isn't there and I'm sure you know you, you're you not going to sell your players short from a you, you've got to go high and I'm sure there's a little bit of, of movement uh, of of movability in there, but at the same time, you know they've got to they've got to get the right people in for the right price, and that will always be the case. Yeah, um, you know, it,
1: I, I don't think they're going to have the biggest budget as 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 is as is the case. I mean, you know, they're they're probably top half budget, uh, some, somewhere in there. So Flynn will have to I'll have to do an element of wheeling and dealing and um, and, and and things like that and. Um, We'll have a few questions that will come on to it who he may well target. But, um, yeah, it's not as if he's got a, a massive cash reserve. to. Uh, to but it was, a, it was a similar situation at Newport. He has experience in that regard. Um, you know, that what gives a bit of an insight is the agent's fees figures that came out a few weeks back and Newport paid out the lowest in, in figure for a be- for agents over the last two windows, I think they mm-hmm. paid about five grand or something wow. bizarre, and Warsaw were like sixty grand. Um, yeah. So Flynn, is he's used to because um, he would have been oversaw that first window at least. So he, he, he's um, he's used to kind of uh, working on a on a restricted budget and, and being successful with that. So uh, you, you do think that stands Warsaw in good stead. Um, and I think obviously something we saw under Fullerton was a bit bit few longer contracts I don't know whether they might revert to a bit more modest two year uh, maximum um, Mm. because you know Molly Maniesi and Devante Rodney signing two and a half year deals Mm. while at the time were quite exciting you know um, Maniesi hasn't hit the ground running and and Rodney hasn't either so you know you do worry about having players on that long contracts if they're not going to be playing every week so um Mm yeah I think um it will be interesting to see how it goes, but um you do have confidence in in Flynn. I, I I do based on on what he's uh, done so far and the approach he has and I think um another thing quickly under under Fullerton and Taylor was there was mm-hmm. this big big kind of push, and I know I know they always clubs always say this well we're going to get the right characters, we're going to get the right characters. And I think that came back to Biden, really, because yeah. look where look where they've turned out to be in the table. They got you know a manager got sacked, and mm-hmm. you know you know they, they didn't get the right characters no. at all. No, no. Um, but with Flynn saying that, it carries more weight, and mm-hmm. he won't he won't take any sheets off anybody really. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so um, it, you know, if Flynn overseeing the characters, you do it, it. It comes across as having more meaning rather than just a platitude. To to kind of maybe say um, where well, you're looking for the right characters, but just saying that because it buys you a bit of time if you're struggling to find people, and it's like, oh well, we're looking to find the right characters when you're actually struggling to get players in. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, I think. Um, I mean, I'm I'm intrigued and fascinated and, and excited, really, to see how uh, Flynn gets on, and um, it's a, it's an old school approach, and hopefully it'll mm-hmm. work.
0: Yeah, you do feel, don't you, that that Warsaw are in better stead with this move and this switch, don't you, than what they were prior to going into this summer?
1: Uh, and I think without knowing what the what the conversations are behind closed doors, of course, at, at the club, but the outlook from fans. Is a lot more positive now, mm. um, and I think that you know if the fans are happy, the club are happy. Uh, uh, you know that that those those go hand in hand really, and um, the, the the response from fans is a lot more positive now. I think they're a lot more confident and convinced of what can be done going into the summer, and uh, and I think the mood at the club will be better as well. So yeah, um, yeah if that. Anything to improve the harmony between the supporters and the club is obviously um, always welcome, especially after a season that like they've had. So, um, yeah, a bit more feel-good factor, a bit more positivity and, uh, as we say, hopefully it bears fruit uh, going into the summer now.
0: Yeah, and uh, a couple of wins and, and a loss until I spoke, Joe, uh, yep. over Carlisle and, and Port Vale. So, uh, I think that they they did okay against Crawley as well, to be fair. So, so they're starting to finish with a... A positive end to the season with two games to go, aren't they? Like I said, you know they, they can, they, they have got themselves somehow into fourteenth and, and, and could finish thirteenth. But um, what did you what did you see? Obviously, you were back on this Saturday. What did you make of the portfolio results? Yeah, good game,
1: uh, good performance uh, uh, another game show reference, Brucey. Good game, mm. good game, mm, good game,
0: good game. Like uh, it, like it. Very
1: um, good. Good. No, it, it was and good good performance, a solid performance. Got their goals. Um, Oh, again, meta meta promotion contender look very ordinary. And so they have got these performances in them, but they just haven't been yeah. anywhere near consistent enough, and that's the problem. And and that's what's uh, you know really frustrating. Really, I guess, because these players have these performances in them. The Forest Green away game, Port Vale at home, uh, Tranmere at home as well. They, they can beat these high flying teams, but they, you know they've often succumbed to terrible defeats against the lower sides. Mm. Um, but. Good performance and, and um, you know, there seems to be something building at Beskitt now. There just seems to be a little bit of momentum, a bit of um, you know, less apathy kind of around the place. And, you know, especially early on in the season after that horrendous run under, under Taylor, it was a place where fans were going to with a sense of dread, really, um, yes. rather, than, rather than excitement. Um, but that seems to have been replaced now. I mean... Uh, Port Vale brought a, la- a louder of fans, uh, more than 2,000. Swindon are bringing in like 3,500 on the final day. But that uh, away crowd kind of ignited the Walsall crowd. Mm-hmm. And um, you know Port Vale were for out but Walsall were just just as if not more. And um, it felt like a proper atmosphere. Um, and the players responded. And uh, it's, it's five wins from the last six now at home. Or, albeit that one defeat against Leighton Orient was a shocking performance, but um, you know by and large now at, at home, Morsell are looking good, hard to beat, and and they're getting the fans on side. So um, you know they'll need a similar atmosphere against Swindon on the final day because, as I say, they're bringing you know a lot of supporters, um, and you know the, you don't want to make it feel like Swindon are almost at home. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, it's, uh, it does feel like there's a, a bit of something building at times. And if the, if Walsall are going to compete for promotion next season, as is the goal, uh, the clear goal from Flynn, then they'll need to get that home form sorted out. And um, since Flynn's appointment, it's, it's, it's clear that the improvements that they've made um, at time, it's, it's, it's a more difficult place to come to. You know, I, I think there's an element of teams. Now, with the Banksy's being one of the best stadiums you'd say in the league i think some see it as a bit of a day out and oh you know we we like to come here it's a nice nice ground nice pitch you know we'll we'll come away with three points and, and a lot of teams were doing that early on in the season but now it's um that the making teams work a lot harder for to, to get anything and um stands them in good stead and. Um, yeah it's not been a season of a lot of positives but I think that's certainly something to to grab hold on to and um hopefully can continue into next.
0: Yeah for sure uh, just a little a uh, couple of tidbits as, uh, a little bit of news before we before we get onto some of the questions uh, look I I know we've kind of spoken about um um a couple of, a couple of issues but one one of the things I want to say uh, is is the good news about Liam Kinsella who could be back before the end of the season.
1: Yeah, that's it. I think since we last spoke, obviously we had the the horrible news of of Connor Wilkinson's ICL, mm. um, which is yeah awful. I mean, he, he limped off at Rochdale; was obviously at that game and um, had to be helped off the pitch towards the end. Um, I didn't it think up it to a year out. I mean, that's yeah, massive, I, didn't, isn't I it? didn't think it would be that serious. Yeah, um, but they got him in for surgery quickly. To be fair to them, and he's on. You know, he've started on his rehab now. I mean, yeah, an ACL is. Yeah, he's ne- he's never good to see, but players can recover from them. Of course, we've seen up the road that you know Johnny Otto had uh, you know two ACL injuries in quick succession. Hopefully, that doesn't happen to Conor, and he can recover from the first and be the player um, that he wants to be. I mean, Conor it um, had, had a bit of an up and down season, you'd say, but I think he'd really started to hit his stride under Flynn, and it was showing a lot more consistently what he was about. So. Um, now an injury to him, is, is definitely a you know a blow and um, yeah fingers crossed it is more six months than a year but it will definitely um, obviously change their thinking I think going into the summer. Um,
0: you know, That's too surely yeah
1: yeah yeah. Rodney hasn't hit the ground running. Miller's not signed permanently. I wouldn't be shocked if Miller does join permanently. To be honest, I think Flynn likes him and he played well actually against Port Vale. Just a quick quick one on that. Mm. His older play was so much better. Sound much better than it than it has been previously. I mean, at, at times before he's been pretty much non-existent, but um, you know, rather than just kind of looking to bash into defenders, yeah, and, uh, he's he's holding them off. He's he's bringing others in, and he looks so much better for it. I mean, I know he's still he's still very streaky, and I think he's eleven games we've had a goal at the minute. And he had a similar run early on in the season, but ultimately, he's still the top goal scorer. He's got eleven goals in a struggling team. If he can get a bit of confidence about him and a bit of hold-up play to his game, I think there is a, definitely a player there. Um, but um, yeah, we can tell her it's a bit of good news. I, I, yeah, we, we thought it would be a season ender at, at, at Rochdale, uh, going off with an hamstring. But um, yeah, could be in contention for um, for Colchester, and whether he does play in that game or whether he plays in the final day or just coming off the bench, it'd just be nice for him to, you know, have especially against Swindon I think he'd you know he'd have a great reception and uh, I -hmm. think there's every chance he he comes away with a player of the season award because there's the um, end of season awards this Sunday so um, yeah it'd be nice for him to just be able to kind of bow out for the season in some way and um, that's a bit of a boost we'll have to see how Joss Labadie is because he went off against Port Vale and looked in a bit of pain but um, yeah good news on Kinsella and uh, yeah, any any time Quinsellers feet, it's always a
0: boost. Um, yeah, the banks is tomorrow, Joe. The Warsaw starting to tease new kit day. Can't be a new kit day, can you? New kits, yeah. New kits, kit. yeah. new yeah. kits, new kits.
1: Yeah. Kit. um the cu- a couple of Twitter teasers. Mm. Red hound uh, kit, white away kit. that is revolutionary. Uh, no, nah, it, it, it tends it tends to be tends to be that, doesn't it? Really. I mean, all they'll do. The white this season was it technically their third and the the green the away mm, I'm know. not sure was it but
0: but they've had some decent kits though Warsaw to the, be fair
1: to be yeah I think the one gripe that supporters have, have had with these array kits because you you you'd have had Areia experience You've uh, had being, some Areia experience with Middlesbrough mate middle, yeah that whether they been the, the suppliers when you worked there.
0: Uh no, I don't think so. No. I think they went away from that. No, but it they were they were close. Maybe maybe at the very start. Okay, maybe but, at the very start. Yeah, yeah.
1: And um, I think the one gripe supports them is like the sizing's dead weird. Mm. Mm. they like some of the tops good. So it were about like a three or four XL. XL, and like, yeah. And like they're like like a four XL is actually a bit like a, a normal XL. Mm. Um, so. I mean, I, I usually have an XL in football top, so I'd probably be having a bloody four or five, <laughs> okay. you know. Um, but now they've, they've made some decent kits. Um, I don't love the red and green. I don't, okay. I don't for me, something about it. For me, I think that's tri- it, it's traditional. It's, yeah. It's what they had in like the 80s and, and stuff like that. But for my lifetime, that's not Warsaw, really. No. You know, it's red. It's red with. Yeah. It's red with black yeah. and, and white shorts and red, black and white. So it'd be interesting to see if they go back to a, a bit of that and then just the white and red away kit a bit more mm. tradition well, say traditional but you know more of what's been in keeping I guess with the last 10-15 years. But um yeah, new kit always gets uh, supporters excited, doesn't it? It's um we'll see, we'll see what they uh, they look like and uh, whether supporters like them. I'm sure they'll let us know. Mm, should be interesting,
0: mate. Right? Should be interesting. Uh, right, should we take some questions first, and we'll preview take some questions. Let's take some questions. I know we spoke a lot about, um, you know, the the dramatic events of the last couple of days or a couple of weeks sorry, with Fullerton, but we had to we had to speak about it. Of so, course, um, of course. Uh, right, okay. Uh, Ennis Killen says. We have Kinsella, Earing, Labadie, and Perry all contracted for next season, plus an option in Osadebe's contract. Not to mention Holden. Given that we need more creation or creativity in midfield, can we afford to keep all of the above? If not, who would you release?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's um, it's an interesting question. Um, I mean. I, I think I've said it before that Labadie and Kinsella are very similar players and I think yeah. Kinsella has, has been the better performer un- undoubtedly. Um, I don't think they've really found the recipe yet which has got them both succeeding in the same team um, but Fleen and Labadie have a long-standing relationship so, so you, you would be leaning to that uh, Lab- Labadie will stay and, and still be a part of things. Um, Holden is an interesting one and um, We've been, you know, obviously on on the shelf f- mm. for, for a while, I'd imagine, yet. Um, I think he'll probably end up staying in some sort of guise because, um, as I say, I think they've played so much time and effort into trying to get him fit and, you know, they have a duty of care and, at the same time, I think they want to see the reward of the time and effort that yeah. they put in. So, I wouldn't be surprised if he's just cast aside in the summer. I know it's... it's um, some might say, well, or, you know, you don't want the budget going on an injured player, but I'd imagine they'd come to some sort of agreement where it'd be on a pretty low kind of base uh, wage. I'd imagine while he's out injured, and then maybe he gets an improved deal once he's um, proved his fitness. Um, yeah, it, I think there's still room to add to that. I don't think it's necessarily massively overcrowded. I'd imagine one or two could po- possibly not not be there. I mean, Osadebe is almost a million pound question, to be honest. Mm. Against Port Vale, he was a, he was outstanding. He was excellent. Um, re- really, you know, sets up the first, scores the second. Couldn't have really asked for any any more from him. Mm. But when he's when he when he's cold, he's cold. You know, yeah. he, he he does really blow hot and cold. That you know, you don't often get it much of an in-between really he's either a match winner or he's just absent mm. um, so interesting to see what they do with Ossidibi. Um of course he's had a you know a, a bit of a fractured relationship with um, with supporters okay. as well mm-hmm. at times but um, I mean Kintella Kinsella and Ewing for me are, you know a, 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 a definite that that, that that they'd stay around um, Labadie hasn't destroyed but again the Flynn relationship Perry I'd like the look of him whenever I've seen him Um, I was a bit jury out earlier on to be honest but Mm. as as I say the second half of the season I think he's you know he looks pretty cultured Um, obviously still work to do but um, you know I'd I'd imagine you know he sticks around in in some way Um, so yeah but I think I don't think that is majorly crowded Um, I, I think you know Osadibi there even more signed as an attack minded midfielder but there's definitely room for for more and and naturally i think one or two will probably end end up you know not being there anyway but um yeah i think um uh, they probably won't keep all of the above now but i think one or two will probably go but um in terms of who they would release it's it's difficult to say But as i say with labadee if you were going just purely off these performances you probably wouldn't keep him but there's that relationship with Flynn, and he's the club captain, so you would lean towards that he'd stay. And Osadebe, he, he's—you he could be debating it bloody for weeks, to be honest, whether or not to keep him. Because as I, as I say, when he's on song, he's brilliant. Um, okay. But it, it's, it's just—it's just not often enough. Was that was that the shorter uh, short version of answer? Was that answer? <laughs> yeah, <question>? Sorry, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just a, a lot of players to debate. Um, I'll try and be a bit quick with this next one
0: okay Walsall home and away Uh, Wilkinson probably out until the new year would a loan move from someone like Luke Pearce make sense from a financial point of view a loan until January give Wilco time to get fit and if the loan works out extend it if not it doesn't kill the club financially
1: yeah I don't really know a lot about Luke Pearce I had to look him up I'll I'll be be honest Um, but he he was a a young Walsall lad who went to Southampton and has done well for their academy sides and signed his first pro contract last year and there is I don't know where exactly it started, but there's a bit of talk on Twitter that Say Phantom might want to look to loan him back uh, to Warsaw. Um yeah, those moves are always got an element of risk attached to them. Um I don't think he's had a senior spell yet. Um so, you know, you, you, you are kind of entering a lottery really, but mm. Carl Rushworth is an example of of that massively paying off. Um and you know, Shade has d- done done pretty well as well for somebody who's on their first senior spell. So um, it can work. Um, I'd maybe lean. You know, if you're going to be without Wilkinson, I'd want probably somebody a bit more experienced with a bit more of a track record of goals at, 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 at League Two level first and foremost. Mm. But if he, you know if he's he's available and he wants to come back and he and he's, and he works financially, yeah, I don't see why not.
0: Yeah, a couple of people saying about Luke Pearce and uh, Matty Dolan as well, and th- that Shade hinting that he's going to be staying past this season, says Jord. Have you heard anything about these rumours? So, Matty Dolan
1: is a current captain of Newport. He was kind of a. He can play midfield or at the back. He's played in the middle of a back three at Newport previously. Um, you'd imagine at least one of the Newport lads will end up at Warsaw. Um, the, the, the one that Flynn had, you'd think. You know, just. Going on on probability, you'd imagine that at least one will end up there. One that I had a look at of, of the of the squad that uh, Flynn had at Newport, so I wouldn't be surprised to rock up at Walsall, is Ryan Haynes. Okay. Do, you remember, do you remember him at Shrewsbury? Gin- oh, ginger yeah. ginger yeah, lad, yeah, yeah. Um, wing back, left foot. Um, he's quite local, he's a Coventry lad, um, and he's 25, 26 now, out and out left footer. Um, as, Played as a wingbacker for for Shrewsbury previously, was at Coventry as well. Um, you know, he's not. I don't think he's starting every week at the minute at Newport, but he's played, I think, thirty odd games this season. And if Fleeton, he's looking for specialists in those wingback roles, and on the left side, you'd want an out a left footer, wouldn't you? Mm. Um, he's somebody that I wouldn't be shocked to to end to end up at Warsaw. Again, that's just kind of spitballing, but. Um, you'd imagine that one of the Newport lads will end up at, at Walsall. You know, the players that he's worked with previously, especially with Hatswell, um, with Flynn now from Newport, you know, you'd know you imagine if, they, if they're now that you know, certain characters at Newport were reliable, good lads, good professionals, right work ethic and, uh, and they're available at a good price, then you'd be a no-brainer, wouldn't you?
0: Yeah, definitely, for sure. Uh, Dan Betts says, how many signings do you think we need to be challenging next season? I think you'd go in... Towards double figures. Wow, uh, really?
1: Yeah, I think so. Um yeah. Um somebody mentioned Shade then, sorry. I, yeah, I wouldn't be so, I wouldn't be shocked if Shade ends up staying. I think he's out of contract at Leicester. Um again, I don't know if I'd sign him on the guys that he'd be starting every single week, but he, if if he's a you know he's a good squad player to have, he's very versatile. And there, there is there is a player in there as well. Um but yeah, um Yeah, towards double figures, I'd imagine, yeah. Um, You know, you're looking all over the pitch, really. I mean, they might have to completely overhaul the goalkeeping department with Rushworth, Lowne coming up. Whether Rouse wants to stick around as a number two, I'm not sure. Whether he would get the number number one gig, I'm not sure. So, you know, you're looking at at least one goalkeeper, if not two. Um, Wing backs, you know, you're looking at both sides. And if you want cover for... Cover as well, so you're looking at at least two or three players, if not four. um Centre back, they'll they'll want to do some centre mid, they'll want to do some, and up front they'll want to do some, and co- kind of have uh wing wide players as well, wide forwards. So,
0: so it's a rebuild, really, Joe. And so, it, the, yeah, sort of question, yeah, the, the question, for you, guess, the question for you, purposes, yeah. For, for from um from Jathan who's 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 written oh, last Jathan minute, Jathan, did, yeah. Jathan Nuda, who's who's, who's written in. Um, uh, and he says, you know, if it is going to be a, a complete overhaul, it's going to take time for these guys, as we've seen before, to hit the ground running. <laughs> will will there still be the the expectation to at least challenge next season, and anything below that will not be good enough? Or will he be given a season to to get these players playing together for for a proper title challenge to following following year? You know, is time running out, or is is this? Are we in for the long haul here? Can 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 Walsall supporters expect um, uh, playoffs next season, or is it just to be getting towards that top half of the table, top eight, top top ten again?
1: It's a I long think, tweet.
0: It's a long tweet from Jason
1: Yeah, I think that um,
0: kind of taking time to gel can be a bit of a cop out at times. Yeah, um, it's very rare yeah. at League Two level that you get time to gel because the, the, the turnaround is quick, yeah, isn't the it? The turnaround.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think Forest Green, uh, to be fair, they have won the league, I think they've been on the cusp for, for a few years as of Exeter, but there will have been changes along the way. Uh, maybe not to the scale that Walsall will have this summer, but you know, the squads get freshened up every year. And um, if what I look at is if Flynn can get Walsall from really teetering on the brink of the relegation places to a comfortable 14th, 13th place finish. With no players that he's bought, then you've got to be infused by what he can do with players that he's targeted and thinks are good enough uh, to to get them to where they want to be. So, yeah, maybe there's, you know, it it is a bit of a risk and the extent of the the work that they've got to do. But um, I think there'll be a lot of clubs in similar positions. And as I say, this division isn't great. Um, If you can hit your. Even if it does take a, take a bit, um, Bolton, uh, last season, for example, they, they were nowhere at Christmas, but then they went on a massive storm in the second half of the season and went up, went up automatically. So even if it does take a bit of time, um, you can still get in, into the reckoning. I mean, look at Salford as well. They were crap first half of the season. Bristol Rovers this season were crap first half of the season. I mm-hmm. also played them both times. I, I didn't think there were any any cop at all, but they're, they're right in the mix. So, yeah. Um, it can be done. I, I, I and I think Flynn, regardless of the the, the freshening up that needs to be doing, I, I don't think that will change his target. He'll want he'll want to he'll want to be uh, in, in
0: finishing in those playoffs. I think. Um, and what you'd have to go into too much detail, I guess, because we'll, we can have a look at this. I guess at the end of the season, although I'm sure some decisions will be made pretty much the day after, as, as we see, or a couple of days after. But uh, both Hayden and Jimmy asking who do we keep and who do we release this season. I know you've kind of like touched on touched on a couple of those, but um are there yeah. any ones you can see are definites, who 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 won't be there? Um in terms of the definites that I would keep the ones
1: that kind of immediately spring to mind. So I'd say Kinsella, Erin, uh Month, um I'd probably go for Miller. I'd prob- I'd probably you know, if it, if it, if it's right, and I think he's had a contract with Barnsley, I'd I'd, I'd, I'd have Miller, um, Shade. I'd, I'd probably take in, in some guys, and then yeah, again, it's the million pound question with Osadebe. Um, but yeah, I'd take Daniels as well if he if he'd stay. But I'd, I'd, I'm leaning towards that he might want a League One move. So um, yeah, um, Hayden White, so you know, as, as as up to his game under Flynn. I'd, there's a few, really, that you could kind of um and and that's where Flynn's ruthlessness will come into it. And It needs that, really. Um, it, it needs, you know, kind of eliminate any, um, you know, kind of... You've got to just be... you just got to make the decisions. You've got to stick by them. So um, there might be one or two that perhaps surprise a few, maybe. You know, it might be like one or two that you think, oh, maybe he could have been given a chance, but... Um, now it, it does. I think it needs just kind of ruthlessness, really, and because um, ultimately they are where they are in the table, and it's not good enough, and um, it does it does need changing. So uh, yeah, I think Flynn will kind of rule with a with an iron fist, so to speak, and that, and, that, and, that, and that's what it needs.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right, last couple of games of the season, Joe. Uh, we'll go into, into Saturday. It's Colchester away. Little trip for you to, to the to the old Colchester. It, it's
1: a new ground, and I believe it will be the hundredth ground I've um, covered a. One hundred, the
0: centenary. Ah. Oh. Cent-
1: my centenary game as a football reporter. Dif- yeah, hundredth different ground. Yeah.
0: I mean, I say that. You know, you haven't got there yet, mate, and you've had a few travel disasters this season. <laughs> so we'll, let, let's hope you can get there. You never know. I'm,
1: at least I'm not getting the train this
0: time. Get him to Carlisle. Get that boy to Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. And. Um, Two games to go, from what you've seen. I mean, will Flynn be looking to, to I guess, keep the same same side or very similar side to the, to the team that beat the Port Vale? But then at the same time, does he need to, if he needs to make some, if he's undecided on certain plays, can, will we see a couple um, of, of maybe surprise entrants into his starting eleven if, if he just want to, to make a call on a couple?
1: I think it might be the team hmm. that saw out the game against Port Vale. Um, so... Uh, I think probably many essay will start at the back, and i hope he does actually, because um, he's a he's a nice lad. Whenever we've we've spoken to him, he, you know he's a he's a good lad. He wanted to really impress at Walsall and start to get him get him you know get a permanent base because he's been a bit up and down in his career and it lounge here, lounge there, and it hasn't worked yet since becoming a permanent player at Warsaw But helped him keep a clean sheet against Vale in the second half and looked pretty solid um, so I'd like to see him um, just get the chance to build on that really um, that that would mean Aiden White at right wing back and Tyrese Shade at left wing back and Rhys Devine on the bench um, I mean Rhys Devine you know it's done alright but ultimately he's, he's not going to be at Warsaw next season mm. um, he's on loan for Man United and now he's now he's a low, lad local to Stereo Bridge but it he, he very much seems he'll go back to Man United and end up somewhere else so I'd prioritise many essay there, and, and you know, he it, it would have had his confidence increase from last week, I think. So try and build on that. And if he can keep another clean sheet, it could go a long way with him because you do get the sense he's a confidence player. Um, and then in midfield, Perry for Labadie. I mean, Labadie limped off and Perry scored and, and, and did well. So um, Sam Perry should get the chance to build on that, I think. And that's it, really. The, the side that saw out the game against Port Vale. Um, She'll get the chance to start this one, I think.
0: It's not what the dogs don't dogs, dogs, No, dogs, they disagree, nice. didn't they? Dis- disagree, disagree massively. Oh <laughs> uh, Right, finally, then, before before we go, give me a, give me a score line, please, Joe. Uh, it's Warsaw. It's Colchester United. I'm going to say Colchester 1, Warsaw 2.
1: I'm going to go big. Oh! A big. big oh. Um, I don't know whether I actually believe this, but I'm just going to do it. Oh, but just do Colchester just. were crap at the back uh. at the back <laughs> They were rubbish, uh. and I might I might regret saying this, but no, if, if, if I'm going to go nice, comfortable two nil, maybe three. No, oh, that'd for, be you lovely know, one. Sign check. off, sign up. off in a nice way on the road. Reward the the fans that have uh, travelled, you know, up and down highways and byways, you know, up and down the country and. Um, yeah, Colchester—they've got nothing to play for. I know Walsall haven't either, really. But um, Colchester are, are safe now, um, and as I say, they didn't look much copper at, at the Banksies. So if um, if Walsall perform like they did against Port Vale last weekend, I'm pretty confident that they can. Uh, you know, if they can beat Port Vale two 0 then there's no reason why they can't beat Colchester three.
0: Nice hot day. Get those guns out again, mate, and, yeah. uh, and a little, little bit, a little bit of tanning as well. It's a win-win.
1: Mm. Oh yeah, it's, Colchester's not supposed to be a, a fantastic ground, but you know, as, as I say, it's the centenary. The centenary. Ground. Edwards. So, get so yourself it always win. hold a special place. in A, my
0: specia- a special place in a, 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 a 3 0 defeat. Yeah. I mean, win. I mean, win, 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 win. 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 Uh, right, cheers, Paul. Um, schedule for us then going forward is. Um, obviously with two games to go we'll have a we'll have a podcast at the end of the season maybe a couple um, and we'll be doing some uh, some some positional review videos as well at the Banks uh, Joe will be at the Banks of course tomorrow for the um, for the unveiling of the new kits so there'll be lots of things to look forward to going into the summer as well but for this weekend fingers crossed three points for me from Joe from Balloon and Stitch as well at the end there take care have a great weekend bye bye